welcome back. You are with the morning show. This is Faith FM. You are with Mini Carly and Mitch. Again, it's fantastic. We're going to have another clue for our quiz. Yes, we are. So if you have just tuned in, the quiz today is What Book Am I? So our next clue is the division of Israel into two kingdoms, northern and southern, occurs in my 12th chapter. Wait, wait, say that that again. Mm. (laughs) The division of Israel into two kingdoms, northern and southern, occurs in my 12th chapter. Man, if you guys don't get it off this, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, well, Mitchell has his Bible open because he's all ready for Encounter with God. (laughs) Incidentally, I can confirm he is not in the correct Book. Oh, I'm giving extra clues because you'll you'll realize I'm in the correct book. He's in the correct book for next, but not for the clue. So why would I be in the correct book for the clue? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Mm -hmm. Notebook. Is it notebook? Oh, Min's going to guess. Hang on. We're just passing her. It's going to be a very broad guess. Here we go. (laughs) Stay tuned. Is is Min correct? Any of the? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, is it? I, I this can't tell you what room. she's written, but she is, is half it? right. <laughs> she's got a oh. component. Which also, if you really think about it, is another clue. Mm, this mm. is a stitch up. Mm. I want to say, do I want to say that? Ooh, should she say, just say it? Just I can say see it, it in my head. She can. I just can't. Well, don't say it. it. Just we write can't it. see it because it's in her head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, she is. She's thro- oh, she's, she's throwing out many of them. Every wow. book out. Um, incorrect. Incorrect. Cur- oh, mm, correct. Hey. Oh well, depending on where you wrote that, there's there's kind of like a space on the page. If you're really thinking about what I've been saying, there's a number yeah. of free clues that you just received. Yeah. So I did last week. I was like, I think it's in this section yeah. of the Bible. But yes. then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to give you another cheeky clue. There, it's a Here section where there's quite a few things that get repeated. True. In more or less detail. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's leave it Have at that. Have a think about all those multiple clues that you just got <laughs> in a one clue section. And while you're thinking about that, have a think about the prize that you might collect for yourself, which today is the fantastic book, As Light Lingers, which is a book that will help you with encouragement for reading the Bible and assist you with practical strategies to bask in the power of God's word. Excellent book. Highly recommend it. Mm. Highly recommend you contact us yes. on one 800 324-843. Give us a call there or text us at 0491-064-669. We would love to hear your thoughts. We sure would. I was just thinking about that book and on the interview we just had with Tom Kent and how he was just talking about, you know, like what's the thing that um, is missing? It's Jesus. Mm. Um, so, look, I haven't read this book. I think it'd be amazing. And I think that for some people, I know the Bible is kind of tricky to know where do you, where do you start? How do you read it? What What is this about? So I think that would just be a great resource Absolutely. if you're just feeling a bit unsure. Now, you can do the old just jump in and have a cheeky read. True. I think you'll still get something out of it. Sometimes it's nice to have a bit more like, you know, is it just heady or is this about spending time with Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, it's probably time for our Bible study. You know what? I'm annoyed I didn't get that clue sooner, actually. Mm. I'm just going to come back to that for a you hot are, minute. Aren't you? You're going to dwell on that. Yeah, I am. Because yeah. I was going to write third answer last, and I was like, no, no, I'll oh. go with these others. And I was like, self, <laughs> you knew. This is what you get. Confidence. Too many Confidence. options. Yeah, that's right. Lock it that's in. Right. Lock it in, sister. Okay, so if you guys have been with us all week, also just reminding you if you missed the first part of the show because we were just having some technical difficulty, we have the podcast or we have the Faith FM app, which you can listen um, live. The podcast is a delayed broadcast. But yeah, download that, jump on there. You can listen to what um, you would have missed this morning. Okay, but this 
uh, Encounter with God section. It is our 20 million movement Bible study where all around the world others are not necessarily tuning in on the radio, but they are reading the same passages. We are looking at Isaiah. Um, So we have been in Isaiah chapter 6 and kind of talking about when um, the angel, or the seraphim specifically rather, appear and the response that he has and kind of their reaction. So we're going to continue on in Isaiah 6. Verse 8, do you want to read that, Mitch? Sure. Isaiah 6 verse 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. Hoi. This is interesting, right? Mm. Like, sorry, I'm just jumping tangents now. In the story of Judges with Gideon, right? I don't know if you guys remember this. I think it's like Judges chapter 6. It says, the is it the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon? He says, mighty man of valor. And he's like, um, no, (laughs) incorrect. I'm the weakest. Also, where, you know, if God is here, why have you deserted us, essentially? God doesn't even respond to this question. He's like, no, no, you're the man for the job. He kind of just calls him and then says, I'll equip you, let's go. Mm. I find it interesting here that, God kind of puts this invitation like, hey, who's going to be the one? Like, that's, mm. it's just a bit different. It's still a calling to, like, come be part of what I'm doing. But it's a, uh, I don't know, it feels different to me, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, one's not a, you will be my prophet. It's just like, hey, interested in the job? Yeah. Won't be a fun time. <laughs> like, it's pretty well, hectic hey. for Isaiah. Yeah. And it's like, God's like, he's, God takes that step forward and goes, hey, you, you want to be part of this? And then mm. here we're seeing Isaiah almost doing that that symbolic step forward as well, being like, I'll meet you in the middle. Okay, well, yeah. if you're going, well, if you'll be there, then I'll be there. I'll join you on that. As opposed to God stepping to Gideon being like, hey, buddy, step up. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Nope, you don't know who I am. Clearly you've <laughs> you've got the wrong idea of who I am and you yeah. should be calling someone else. And God's like, no, actually, you're the one. It's you. Yeah, <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I've got this idea in this passage um, just – and I'm likening it to a to a little kid. You know how sometimes you'll play a game with a little kid and you uh-huh. just like you'll see them. It's like, where are they? Yeah. Where, <laughs> where could they be? I have I can't see them anywhere. Uh-huh. They're just you know feet sticking out under the couch or something. Um, but given that Isaiah's just had his sin purged with the um, with mm. the, the the burning coal, I feel like that would give Isaiah like real motivation. Like, well, you just like forgave me of everything that I had that was an issue. Now I want to do something for you. And so God is sort of giving him that, um, that platform. He's like, ah, who'll do it. Who'll go. (laughs) Who's, who's going to do it. And he's just like me, pick me. I'm right here. I want to do this for you because you've just given me this opportunity. You've cleansed me. And now I, I want to do something for you. I really like that actually. And how often do we see in the Bible that God kind of does this redemption and restorative work first? You know, like we see this in the Ten Commandments. Was it at your house, Carly? Someone. Maybe. We're talking about the Ten Commandments. I don't know if it was your cousin. And I was just like, you know, when when where does the first commandment start? And often mm. we go, you know, you shall have no guys. No, no, no. It starts with a I am the Lord who has brought you out and redeemed you. Yes. Yep. The next step is what the people do, right? Mm. But it's man, I, I started with redemption. Mm. I also see this like in Jesus where he gets baptized before he goes through the trial. His father's like, man, I'm, I'm well pleased in my son. This is my son. I'm, you know, mm. and I just find it interesting that God, God actually does this quite often. He's just like, I'm not going to say I'm going to call you. And now are you willing to have your sins removed? He's like, 
let me do all I can for you. I just want you to be free to respond. Mm. Balls in your I, court. Yeah, yeah, I would love for you to respond. Yeah. And this is crazy because it's like, yeah, the creator of the universe who gets down on our level to be like, would you like to take part? Yeah. As opposed to being like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Which is so cool. And because it's got, it's not God saying, clean yourself up no. before you can knock on the door of heaven. Yeah. It's God saying, hey, I've, I've literally left heaven, come down to earth, taken all your mess mm. so that you can be cleaned up because of what I did for you. And I love you. I love you before you even existed. I knew and I cared mm. about you. And I've been waiting for this moment for you to acknowledge that I exist so we can start this relationship. Yeah. Um, which is just, I think, such a beautiful picture of God where he goes, hey, you're messed up. That's fine. Mm. Yeah. Come, uh-huh. with, come at me with that. Let's mm. both of us deal with that. Mm. Just talk to me about it. Start the communication. Mm. That's mm. good. That's good, that right there. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. It's just fallen right out of my brain. Um, I'm just going to read something here. It just says, yeah, that having been purified, Isaiah immediately responded to God's call for a representative whom he could send out on his behalf. In New Testament terms, Isaiah would have been called an apostle. That is one who is sent. I have never made that connection, mm. actually. There you go. Interesting. Wait, so an apostle is the one who's sent. Disciple is just a follower of yep. Christ, yeah? Yeah, because there is a difference. Mm. But as a follower, they get sent as well because they do what Jesus did, which was share True. the message. But apostle is directly called by God himself. Is that how it works? I'm happy to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Without checking anything specifically. <laughs> Look, it's not like really. It seems right. The, yeah. Just... Well, with that for the moment. <laughs> Or you can call in and tell us. Feel yeah, free to communicate with us. Tell us. You tell us. We can learn what from you. you. Know. Yeah, I'm, I'm about that life. <laughs> um, and Isaiah end up, ends up having a pretty hectic ministry, actually. <laughs> so the fact that he he says yes before he knows what it entails is yeah pretty significant, I think. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Though, I wasn't going to say on that thought, maybe if we knew what was to come, we wouldn't say yes. I 100% agree with that. (laughs) Do you know, because even if God says, I'm going to be with you, when you have like that mountain in front of you, you're like, "Mm, doesn't seem possible. I'm not getting a pass like that. Whereas if you just keep doing the step by step, God's like, no, no, I've got you. Mm. Yep, we can go a bit higher. Yep, we can get over this boulder. Oh, yep, the people, we can can sort that out. Mm. Because... I think, is it Isaiah? He ends up having a ministry where he's like, oh, maybe I'm confusing prophets, where he's like has to walk around naked for a time to represent a, like a spiritual thing. He's like, I'm going to use this physical. Like, that's There were that's- some very strange <laughs> things that those prophets were called to do. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Not an appealing thing. Yeah, yeah, good thing he didn't uh, start with that. Hey, you want to oh, walk yes, around yeah. naked <laughs> for me? He's like, no, we'll keep that one for later. <laughs> But even in that, it was all a work of God being like, how can I possibly make the people understand how much I desperately want to love them and and help them clean up their mess? Mm. Like their shame is going to come out. It's going to it's gonna be revealed. Come to me with your shame first. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that place, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting to note that the book of Isaiah doesn't begin with the prophet describing his profes- prophetic call because this is, you know, we're in chapter six. Yeah. Like yep. we've, we've had chapters beforehand. Um, and so there's a point that was made that he must have already been called to be a prophet before these events. Mm. Um, yeah, which it, it's just kind of interesting 
that um, in contrast to other examples where God tells the people they are going to be prophets, he already maybe is and volunteers for this mission. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that contrast there as well with, for instance, the call of Jonah, where Mm. um, he gets called, tries to go the other way. That doesn't work out. So he goes where he's supposed to go. But then immediately after he delivers Mm. this message, he goes Mm. and sets up shop on a hill nearby, ready to watch the city burn. Yeah. Like, that's not the call. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, Although someone told me, and I can't remember where it's found, but Jonah was actually a prophet before that point. He's mentioned somewhere. Yeah. Saying what? Ah, I can't remember. Look, I'm not going to go too far down that track because I may be totally incorrect. That's okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I again find it interesting. So if you guys have missed the past couple of days, we've spoken about the fact that, um, you know, the seraphim come kind of in this amazing glory. We've spoken about the holiness of God and when he comes before his people um, and the fact that the sanctuary was a place where God wanted to be present so that his people could come. He wanted to be among the people. And God, God kind of encourages Isaiah in this point. Um, so we're going to look at a couple other verses just about going, um, is is the sanctuary of place, uh, sorry, is the sanctuary of God a place of encouragement? So we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14 to 16. Yeah, that is where we're going to go. I was like, is that going to be where it is? It is. In fact. I've just decided now. Where we'd like to be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Actually, do Carly, do you want to get that one? Mitch, Mm -hmm. do you want to get Hebrews 10? All right. Yeah. Seeing as we're in Hebrews, you know, let's just make it a party. All right, where was I headed? So you were at Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. Beautiful. And then Mitch, your Hebrews... 10, 19 to 23. Alrighty, so this is Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm. Such a good passage. Mm. Why do you think it's a good passage before we get to uh, Mr. I just think it's encouraging. Mm. It's just that, you know what, we we have a high priest, Jesus, who is actively acting on our behalf, and it's not someone who's like, well, I don't know what you've gone through. You've (laughs) messed up, but I'll just go and sort it out for you. It's him being like, no, I, I know what you've been through. I care about you. I love you. I am working on your behalf. Mm. Come boldly to the throne of God. And when we think about how Isaiah responded when he had this vision of the throne room of God, he's like, whoa, I can't, I shouldn't be here. I can't be here. I'm not worthy. I hang out with people who aren't worthy. Why am I here? And here we have in Hebrews, the author saying, hey, come boldly to the throne of God Mm. because it's the throne of grace and we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I just think that's awesome. God's just like, come, come, come. Are you getting, are you picking up what I'm putting down? Come, Mm. because I want to do life with you and Mm. I love you and I have grace for you. I've provided it for you, Mm. which I just think is incredible. And I think because we talked briefly yesterday about how the king, so in chapter six, it talks about the king who was in reign and that story was in first or second chronicles. Second chronicles 26. And, um, he kind of had this arrogance to to go into the temple where only the high priests were meant to be to minister. Mm. And if we look at, you know, that Jesus is our high priest, the work of the high priest was essentially 
to do the work that needed to be done to make atonement for sin, mm. which which all pointed to Jesus. Um, and so I love that it's kind of following what you're saying. Only Jesus is able to do the work mm. that even lets us kind of come. But he's like, well, seeing as I'm here and I want you to come, Come boldly. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not about us having to be like, oh, please, like, if, if you'd be willing for just like a moment or two of mm. your time, maybe, maybe not. It's cool if, if you don't want me here. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, like, come. <laughs> I know how it is. Yeah. And I think just on a human level, right? Like, I don't know. Anytime you have any kind of experience, when you meet people who have had the same experience, good or bad, there's just like, oh, you get this. Yep. And we can talk about this and share stories, but even if we don't do the talking, you understand something about this and it's really nice to have that mm. with people, right? Yep. And then we have Jesus, who is high priest, who is king of the universe, who was also human. So when he goes, no, no, I understand what you're going through. Man, what a relief that is. You're like, oh, you get it. Yep. Right. Yeah. You don't need to explain yourself to God. Mm. You can. And he wants mm. to hear from you, but Absolutely. you don't have to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Do you have any thoughts, Mitch, or do you want to shall we read your verse? Well, my, my verse sort of comes along the same thread. Cool. So I'll jump into that one. It says here in uh, Hebrews 10, verse 19, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who is who promised is faithful man that's an mm. amazing passage yeah that's that's huge though, right it's like so the boldness to enter the holiness how by the blood of jesus yeah like that's your token in right that's your mm-hmm. ticket yep. it's like what right do you have to be here? man by the blood of jesus mm. on, on his authority i get to be here I didn't earn it. I was gifted it. Yeah, this is a yeah. gift. You yeah. can't take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I think this is just on a human experience level, I think this is really powerful on any level, whether it's another person coming at you or if you feel like it's a spiritual thing and, you know, it's just Satan getting in your way or if it's just your own fears and insecurities talking, being like you have no right to be there. Mm. When there's that voice, this is where you get to go, Mm-mm, no, no. My Jesus gave his blood, I get to be here. Like, you actually get to come with the right to be there. Like, you're justified by that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I remember someone explaining to me once, you know, I was like, new P plater, just got my license, and I probably got some speeding ticket. Or, you know, whatever it was, <laughs> I get this fined for something. And I was just discussing with someone that they were like, uh, you know, in First John chapter 1 where it says, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive. And, you know, they were just kind of explaining in a way that I, at the time, had never heard of before. They are like, well, okay, you've just got this fine, right? If I pay the fine, you absolutely get to be like, no, no, there's no debt. Like, mm, it's done. Yeah, yeah. If someone comes up to you and says, you're a reckless driver, you, da, 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 um, you haven't paid that fine, this is on your head. Now, obviously, there are still going to be consequences for me as a driver. Like, <laughs> But I get to, with confidence go, no, that's that's done, that's sorted. And so I love that it's just like, yeah, well, by the blood of Jesus, we have the boldness to enter the holy. It's like, what is that? Mm. Like, to me, that's just, yeah, it's just a bit me on my head. Yeah. Like, mm. that God is just like, yeah, I am this big, amazing, powerful thing. 
but I want you to be in this place with me. Yeah. And I love at the end of that passage as well, I think when Mitch was reading it, that it talks about Jesus' faith. It's like yes. because he is faithful. So even when we falter, God's still like, yeah, but I've got this. It's, it's actually my faith that's going to hold this relationship uh-huh. strong. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. We are going to continue this thought, um, but we will be back. This is Cademan's Call I with Mystery of Mercy. I am the I am the scattered seed that fell along the path. I am the sun that ran away And I am the bitter sun that stayed My God, my God Why hast thou accepted me When all my love was vinegar To a thirsty king My God, my God Why hast thou accepted me it's a mystery of mercy and a song, the song I sing. I am the angry man who came to stone the lover. I am the woman there ashamed before the crowd. I am the leper that gave thanks. And I am the night that never came. Welcome back. <laughs> um, you're on the Brecky Show. We're going to have another clue for our quiz. Yes, we are. Okay, so just a reminder for those who have been with us or just letting you know if you've just joined us, the quiz is What Book Am I? So it's a book in the Bible. We gave away a few additional ones last time. We got a bit excited. Yeah. However, this one is short and simple. I follow after Second Samuel. 
So if you have a Bible with you or any kind of electronic device that you can look things up on, I follow after Second yeah. Samuel. So have, I think, maybe have a bit of a research. Once you have the answer, let us know on 1-800-324-843. So give us a call on 1-800-324-843 or flick us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you do that really quickly before anyone else gets in, you can receive the prize, which is the book today. It's the book as Light Lingers. So it's a wonderful book that will give you encouragement, advice, and practical strategies on how to read the Bible and bask in the power of God's Word. Excellent book. Mm. Love to hear from you. Mm. It's a pretty good clue. Mm. You know, it's hard to Candy. miss once, yeah. you, once you know. <laughs> um, so we were, we were in Hebrews chapter 10. Mitch just read a verse for us. It was an amazing passage. It was chapter 10, verse 19 to... 23. There we go. That's the confidence we like. Um, oh, that was fully something I was going to say about this. Do you guys have any thoughts that you wanted to share as you were reading well, or listening? Verse, verse 23, uh, let us hold fast the confession of our hope um, without wavering for he who is promised. Who, he who promised is faithful. Sorry. That comes mm. like that's our part. Yes. Like we have to be strong and know that what we have been gifted, what we have been promised and what we have been given through God's blood is there yeah like we have to have our faith be strong enough to to actually walk in and, and know that we deserve to be there because we don't deserve to be there and <laughs> give it to us mm. yeah yeah i love the next verse too because it it's yeah, like you're saying Mitch, like that part is a confession of our hope we our, our part of it is to confess and then just hold on to what jesus has said that he will do mm. and and his faith so him being faithful is, is what we're holding on to as well. But then the next verse where it says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Yes. I just love that phrase, stir up love and good works. You just kind of, which I guess links back to our, our good news segments earlier, mm. where God's not saying, hey, you go and do this good work just because I tell you to. Mm. But it's just this idea of as one person grows in a relationship with God and grows in a confidence of God's love for them, that then just flows out through that person in many different ways. And in this case, this idea of love and good works. And then just this idea that when that happens, then, hey, something else can happen. Someone else can see them and go, wow, that's amazing. Why are they like that? Mm-hmm. What is this? There's something different. Oh, it's God. It's God's love. I want some of that in my life. And you just have this stirring up of a people who are just growing in love and relationship with God. And just this this kind of snowball effect, I guess, mm. into the community and then and essentially the country and the world, hopefully. That's the, the big idea, which would be amazing. Absolutely. No, it's so good, hey. And I love that because, like, when I automatically think of someone who, like, stirs things up, you're like, oh, they're a bit, they're a bit of a stirrer. Mm. It's generally, mm-hmm. like, they're a bit cheeky, they're a bit, you know. Mm. But I love this idea. It's just like, oh, man, they're people who just get people excited to, like, love Jesus. Like, could you imagine that? I would love to be that kind of person that people would be like, man, when we're around her, we want to know Jesus yeah. and we want to love people like Jesus does. Mm. I'm not. God will help me yet. <laughs> We're on the way. But that's the idea and I think that's it, just this acknowledgement because you can flip that, the other one and be like, oh, I need to be that. Yeah. And the idea is that we can't. Yes. We actually can't wake up and be like, today I'm going to be amazing. <laughs> today I will love every human that I come in contact with. Like, really? Yeah. I don't, that may backfire. <laughs> but just this yeah. idea that, you know what, today – I'm just going to ask for the Holy Spirit in my life. Mm. And it's this idea of seeking that relationship 
And then as a result of that relationship, that's where you see everything coming. Like, I don't think a fruit tree wakes up and goes, today I'm going to make fruit. A fruit tree just wakes up and goes, I will just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah and, and in that, this relationship with God, just wake up and going, hey, I just want to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. And then that result of that and that, the asking God for the Holy Spirit, I think that's where you then have that flow on effect. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not something that's like, oh, man, didn't happen in two days. That's it. I'm done. I think it's just going, you know what, this is a long-term relationship and I'm just going to do every day as it comes in the strength of God, not my own. And I I don't even know who said it. I was listening to a sermon at some point last year. Oh, man, it hit me so hard. Pretty much the only section I can remember was whoever the pastor was saying, he's like, you know, God calls us to – what was it? God calls us to obey – the consequences are none of our business, right? <laughs> so just like in light of what you're saying, yeah, like a yeah. fruit tree doesn't go, will I be a fruit tree today? Won't I be a fruit tree? Well, no, I just do what I do yeah. and there's going to be a result of that. We don't know what that result is going to be. As we were talking about before with Isaiah, he gets us to do some crazy stuff. Well, you know, we know like just from the history of Christianity, there was heaps of martyrs. Well, actually, it was Isaiah. Isaiah got martyred? A whole bunch of them. Yeah, there, yeah a whole bunch, right? And in later in Hebrews, it taught, oh, you know what? Seems like Hebrews. I'll just read it. Um, and I think I think this actually is important to know, and it's not about a f- like a space of fear that we operate of, mm. but just being like, is God in control? Is he good? Yes. Let's operate from that point. Yep. Um, so in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, I will read verse 32. So this is often what we refer to as the faith chapter. Um, because at the start it's all, yeah, just talking about faith and then goes and proceeds to talk about um, a f- the faith of the patriarchs, the faith of a whole bunch of people. Anyway, um, so 32, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samson and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead to life again. However, mm. and here we go, others were tortured and not accepting deliverance that may, they may obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of stains, ugh, chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Um, They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and in caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should be not made perfect apart from us. Like, Mm. the promise being eternal life, right? As in... They, they didn't get to see the resurrection. Uh, they didn't get to see Jesus come back. Yeah, in their you lifetime. Know, that, that wasn't for them. But I find this a really interesting passage because it's like on the one hand we have the faith of miracles, right, the faith of, yeah, Daniel in the lion's den, he doesn't get eaten. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this kid is resurrected. Like amazing things. But God is also going, if I can be trusted, I can be trusted regardless of the circumstances. Yes. Right? And that, that gets hard. Yeah. Yep. That gets real hard. But. If we go back to the verses you just read, Mitch, and it talks about, you know, that he is the one who is faithful. And if he was the one who was faithful at the beginning and that had nothing to do with me, I can't take credit for that. Yes. Yep. Like mm. it doesn't fully make sense for then me to turn around and be like, well, if this is a bad situation, well, this is also your fault because I'm like, well, if 
man, God was good before I got here. Mm. Where was I going to be without Jesus? Like, yes, a much worse place. <laughs> a much worse <laughs> place. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I wanted to read this verse, though. So in 2 Timothy 2, verse 11, it says, This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he is faithful. He mm. cannot deny himself, um, which I think is a beautiful passage. Oh, we are nearly out of time. That went really quick. I did go quick. Is that yeah. our last session? Section? Oh, yep. Look. That was a good session. Did you have any final thoughts? Ten seconds, get it done. God is faithful. God (laughs) loves us. He wants a relationship with us. Yeah. Let's claim that. Absolutely. Hey, absolutely. When we have fears and doubts or just a bad day. This is Andrew Peterson with Holy is the Lord. Little Isaac, rub your tired eyes. Go and kiss your mama. We'll be gone a little while. Come and walk beside me. Come and hold your papa's hand. I go to make an altar and to offer up my lamb. Waited on the Lord, and in a waking dream He came. Riding on a wind across the sand, He spoke my name. And here I am, I whispered, and I waited in the dark. And the answer was a sword that came down hard upon my heart.
And I'm Chapo, and we are the hosts of The Marriage Project. We have a lot of fun on The Marriage Project where we talk about biblical wisdom for marriage, how it translates into real life, and we want to be with you building stronger marriages. So you can join us every Friday afternoon at 3.30pm right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, this is Lyle. And this is Minnie, and you can join us every weekday morning for The Breakfast Show. Every morning we cover news that matters and study the Bible together. We also have heaps of great music and giveaways. So come and have a positively different morning with us. Every weekday from 7 to 9 on Faith FM. arguments about how it will be Will it be every living eye To see him coming in the sky And what about the midnight cry I hear them say oh. Are the streets like I was told Are they really Will Jerusalem be built where it is now? How can there be a crystal sea If the sea has ceased to be? All these questions annoy me I just don't care Cause I want to be there I just want to be and sit at my Jesus feet and wanna be there. I just don't care about the crown or the color of the gown. As long as Jesus is in town, I wanna be
him back. We just had a moment of like, who's bringing oh, us back gold. in? <laughs> Min just gave me a look being like, do you want to bring us back in? And I gave her a pointed finger being like, which that's all you which do. meant in my mind, Min, you're bringing us back. But in reality, she took it as, got this. Yeah, Carly's all over. <laughs> and then she looked at me and I was like, I, I did not communicate well. I apologise. Ladies and gentlemen, that was on me. No, look, that's okay. Yeah. It was just a fun little moment of silence. It was solid. Yeah. But I believe we have another clue for our quiz. We do, absolutely. So our final clue is multi-choice answer. I am 3rd Samuel, 2nd Timothy, or 1st Kings. That's 3rd Samuel, 2nd <laughs> Timothy, or 1st Kings. Our answer is somewhere in there. And our prize is As Light Lingers, a wonderful book about basking in the Word of God. Have a think if you know the answer. Give us a call on one 324 843 or text us at 0491-064-669. We would love to hear from you. We would. It is now come time for Question of the Day. And our question is what's our question? How can oh I know what my spiritual gift is? Well that's a big question. What are your thoughts? Uh <laughs> Look, that's, that's a very it's it's tricky to I don't know. Do you say diagnose a spiritual gift? Identify. Identify. That's probably Make, yeah, a better probably word. Better. <laughs> There's options. Oh no, I have a spiritual gift. Yeah, got this. No, it's, that's it's tricky. I mean, I suppose you just got to try everything and then see what you're passionate about and and then see how God can use you in that field. And this mm. is something we spoke about just briefly off air. Is that there we. I think there is a distinction between a spiritual gift sometimes and natural talent. Yeah. That God can give you things that you are naturally interested in or gifted in. We kind of mentioned, you know, there's a verse in Psalms about um, giving you, God giving you the desires yeah, of your God heart give you the because desire. he put those desires in you. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, we also see that there are times in the Old Testament where, uh, in the New Testament, where it's um, very specifically given. Mm. And if you, do you want to read that yeah. verse? In- yep. So I was just looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The passage from 1 to 11, and I won't read it all now, but it's an excellent passage if you are interested in looking at this idea of spiritual gifts. And it just talks about how there's a diversity of gifts. And I think it's easy for us to look at someone else and be like, whoa, they've got that. I should have that. Actually, that's what they're gifted in. Yeah, not the case. And in verse 11, it says, but one and the same spirit works in all things, distributing to each one individually Hmm. as he wills, which I think is interesting that God goes, hey, you know what? You've got those natural talents, but hey, you're actually being gifted by the Holy Spirit with unique and specific gifts for you to then use, you know, for spreading the gospel. And I think that's powerful. And this is an important aspect, right? So whatever whatever your spiritual gift. So some of the spiritual gifts which we know are mentioned very clearly in the Bible. Um, so there's kind of three passages in Romans 12, in 1 Corinthians 12, in Ephesians 4. You can look them up. But it has like the gift of administration, the gift of apostleship, the gift of discernment, the gift of evangelism, gift of exhortation, gift of faith, gift of giving, gift of healing, gift of interpretation, gift of knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, um, being a pastor or a shepherd, we'll call it, the gift of prophecy, the gift of service, um, teaching, tongues. Um, was, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch that get mentioned, mm. um, I think, as you just brought out there's a sometimes people go um well i'll only know if i have the gift of the spirit if i have this spiritual Mm. gifting which is not the case they're given individually they're spread out and also they're given for the edification of the church they're not actually just about this is a gifting just to have a gifting yep um look if you want to know what your spiritual gifting is 
look, probably on the internet or hit up a local church. Some of them have, yeah, little spiritual gift surveys. Um, yeah. Again, yep. I would st- – my stance on it is a little bit like I think they are um, – it's by the Holy Spirit. It's yes. not just about you. So, yeah, figure out what your interests and your passions are, but also know that the work that God wants to do in your heart, he wants to do – and there's going to be part of that that only he can do. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. don't just go on your own steam of like, ah, oh, I'm great at this thing. Absolutely. If you're great at the thing, go use the thing. Hard out. Someone is going to be blessed by that. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you have any, any more thoughts, Mitch? Um, just there was one in that verse that you read out um, where it sort of mentions that the onus is on us a little bit to, mm. to give the gift back to God in order for it to be used yes. for the spiritual purposes that he had it in mind for. But that is... Uh, that's my two cents. Yeah. No, it's good two cents. Yeah, it's maybe even worth more than two cents, hey, I would say. Three or four cents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's our kind of thoughts on the matter. This is Sarah, Sarah Kroger with Belovedness. You own your fear and all your self-loathing You own the voices inside of your head You've owned the shame and reproach of your failure It's time to own your belovedness You've owned your past and how it's defined you You've owned everything everybody else says It's time to hear what your father has spoken It's time to own your belovedness He says you're mine I smiled when I made you I find you beautiful in every way My love for you is fierce and unending I'll come to find you whatever it takes My beloved Blinded by all your comparing, it's time to own your belovedness. He says you're mine. I smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. My love for you is fierce and unending. I'll come to find you, whatever. Says you're mine. I smiled when I 
was our best of show. We hope you enjoyed it today. Huh. Oh, Renee, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? I don't want to talk to you right now, Minnie. Why? Well, what did you call the show? Best of. Objection. <laughs> Objection in the court. How could it be the best of when I wasn't there, Minnie? Well, look, it's been a pre-record. We know you guys have enjoyed it, but because we do love you, Renee, nah. Renee are gonna, and I are going to be back live in the studio tomorrow. Tune in. We don't have a giveaway today. No. We no don't. giveaway. Fend for I'm yourself. <laughs> but we hope you guys have a great public holiday. Yes, we do. We do miss you, but we hope you are having a very safe, uh, happy holiday with your family and friends. To go through the day, just spend some time with Jesus. Reflect on where you're at with God, where you want to be at. Um, if you were a part of our Bible study, we hope you got a blessing out of that. And yeah, just take some time to think through some of those thoughts yourself. Um, until then, have an awesome day. And make sure to talk faith. Live faith. Faith. And you will indeed grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again.